0: Welcome to another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. And today I had the pleasure of speaking with Rafael Cortez. Rafael is a real estate coach, an organizational psychologist. He owns a traditional brokerage and wholesaling and flipping business. Other companies include verticals in education, software, and of course, his organizational psychology practice, where he focused on business coaching and consulting. He has invested profitably in real estate since 2009, doing everything from fix and flip, creative financing, wholesaling, which yielded him millions of dollars in profits to date. Uh, Raphael is now passionate about using his investment knowledge knowledge and entrepreneurial experience and background in business to help other entrepreneurs succeed through his wholesaling coaching programs. He teaches his students how to find, negotiate, close real estate deals, while building a successful and sustainable business in the process. Raphael, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me I appreciate it.
0: It's yeah, awesome. so, this is, uh, this, is, so uh, this is a very interesting profile. I think that don't have too many people on the show that have uh, organizational psychology in their background. Uh, what interested you in organizational psychology? Um, well, I, I launched my first business when I
1: was 21 years old and, um, and I've always had a, a I mean I've just been interested in, in, in human psychology, right Like growing up I, w- I was a kid that would watch those like uh, you know uh, psychology um, psychological thrillers and that, that sort of thing. It's just human nature has always been intriguing to me.
0: Yeah. And I
1: launched my first business when I was 21. And, um, and after I had that for a few years, I went back to school and I got a bachelor's in business administration, then I, I jumped into a master's program, a, a psychology master's program in the interim, yeah. I found out that they had this thing called organizational psychology, where you connect business, uh, and people, right. So that to me was just, you know, kind of like a, a, a lifelong uh, curiosity that I had for for psychology and and uh, an interest into what I was you know doing in terms of business development and and you know building the companies and, and that sort of thing. So so yeah, it's just kind of you know I had a really cool conversation with one of my counselors and they they, they put that on the table. I was like wow, okay, cool, serendipitous. Yeah, uh, let's <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, this is very, I, I, the first yeah. time I heard that. I was on a plane. I was uh, going, I think San Francisco or something like that, or. Uh somewhere other places and then this person was a was an organizational psychologist and i said oh my god yeah this is this is very interesting I, i'm also a big fan of psychology and neuroscience i used to read when i was in high mm. school i read all the books i could get my hands on on psychology and yeah. uh, psychiatry and neuroscience and stuff like that and uh and then i said yeah i mean i'm always intrigued how you can get all these individually smart people And you put them in a conference room and the dumbest ideas succeed. I mean, I don't I don't get it.
1: (laughs) How does that happen? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. and It's a very valid question, right? Like, it's one of the things that I see. Uh, quite a bit, especially with uh, people who are just getting started as entrepreneurs or people launching their wholesale business and, and you know, the real estate space and that sort of thing. It, it, we have the tendency, the, 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 the smarter we think we are, the more we analyze things, right? So we have the tendency to get in our own way uh, when really, if, if you look at the grand scheme of things, um, the, a lot of times the simplest approach is the, is the, is the one that yields, uh, yields the, the best results, and yeah. and yeah so <laughs> yeah well that's true totally. and I think yeah. I
0: think especially when you get started too you have a tendency so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth but I mean you're helping a lot of people that they want to get into into real estate so they're new a lot of them are new at being uh, an entrepreneur period and having a business yeah. they've been working full-time uh, so what tell us a little bit more about kind of like how how the shift is uh, between you know working full-time and and starting your own business even if it's just if it's in real estate and then um and kind of like how, how to how can you help people to do that transition more easily or more effectively so so one of the biggest things that happens uh, as you know
1: as people start going through or, or even considering right taking that leap from uh from a regular nine to five and into you know betting on themselves is it's it's a lot of self-doubt so the uh the biggest battle is really going to be on the mindset side of things. The, uh, the pragmatic, the technical stuff, is, it's usually laid out, right? You can go to a coach, you can go to somebody who's already been there and then to walk you through the process. And, and, um, and I mean, that's important, but it's not the bulk of it. The, the uh, one thing that I see stopping people on their tracks is, uh, is really the mindset, like just that internal conversation that, uh, that always happens, right, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you wake up and, 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 and you start asking yourself, okay, should I be lead generating today? Uh, yesterday, I made calls and I got no results. I mean, I probably suck at this thing. And, you know, my, my skills are not there. I'm not, you know, built for this. And then that, I mean, all that stuff starts piling up, right? And it creates this big weight when it comes to mindset, when it comes to the tenacity that we need to have uh, just as entrepreneurs in general, especially if you're jumping into a competitive space like real estate, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, the biggest, I think one of the biggest, um, challenges is really overcoming ourselves, getting out of our own way, just like we were talking about earlier. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when, uh, when, uh, when we're tapping into something new, mm-hmm. there can be a degree of you know, lack of clarity and, and, and that comes with, you know, with actually taking action, right. And, and getting in there, uh, but contemplating. You know the, the the theory behind the, the process or what it can do as a you know as an entrepreneur or as a you know developing the business plan then you have people that develop the business plan for three years right and then there's no no tangible action behind it um, it's it's a creative avoidance that's really what's happening around it so. yeah
0: And I I really, this mindset is definitely critical. I think this is, um, you know, there's so many people that, you know, they're not doing, they're not doing it. There's a significant barrier that they, uh, in their mind that they won't do it. And for me, like one of the things that I talk in in my, I talk about in my book is really create an inventory, a list of all these things, these self-doubt, these limiting beliefs that you have. And then one of the things that you realize when you do this is you realize that a lot of these things, they come from your parents, they come from your teachers. And then you realize like, oh yeah, how, how, well, so this is coming from, I, I'm not good at this or uh, I'm not good at business or whatever. Or oh, this comes from my, somebody that has never done any business. So why yeah. am I giving any credibility to this voice in my yeah. head that I know is coming from this person that yeah. they never had any business so i was just like okay well let's just forget about that this is like if i'm if i'm not uh let, let, let me replace that that thing that thought that voice with something that's more more creative
1: yeah no absolutely the 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 interesting interesting thing about that is uh you know when we're little right when we're kids the um the critical thinking process is not necessarily there. The the challenging of things. So we mm-hmm. we can we can you know have a degree of logic when we're five six seven eight right yeah uh, but the challenging of the ideas. I mean it's it's really not there. Like it's not uh, we process enough right, but we not enough to challenge something. So a lot of the conversations that happen or stuff that we hear, you know, when we're growing up between you know seven and twelve years old, it's I mean those are those are like literally like programs that are just being you know yeah. uh you know set up in in our psyche right as we grow up so if we if we heard you know that for example business was tough that you know rich people were you know were were mean or something like that that's stuff that we really you know take yeah. to or they be. were
0: they were crooks that's what, yeah, my, exactly. that's what my parents told me
1: yeah i mean my my story my story was similar right and then uh yeah, so you grow up with this stigma and then we build uh, habits, expectations, and, and a lot of different things on top of that foundation, right? So um, after, you know, after we get exposed to the real world, and then we see that things are different, we try to change, right? But it takes a, sometimes it can take a, a minute to get to that under uh, layer that, that's really, you know, at the source of things. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest things, right? When people are tapping into into uh, entrepreneurship, um, the attrition level is high, meaning that a lot of people just get out within the first year because because of that internal conversation, that internal yeah. um and it's it's conditioning in reality. Like everybody can be an entrepreneur, I feel, if you have the uh, the uh, the tenacity and the devotion to it. Right. Um, it's it's uh, I think one of the one of the things that we have to consider is what field are we tapping into? And and is that something that aligns with ourselves, with our, you know, our, our, our passions or our tastes or truth, right, per se? But um, but everybody can come in and actually succeed. Right. Like the blueprints are, are out there. They're left and right. I mean, there's so many coaches out there on every single you know, aspect of things. Right. Uh, cut the learning curve somehow some way and then the rest of it is going to be really that internal conversation is going to be getting over that mindset hump that that you know can can really put you out of business real quick
0: yeah and i think that i think that's true i think the coaching is a, is a big one a lot of people are buying into these programs these yeah these, uh, you know training programs and stuff like that and often it's not enough and i think it's just more like a distraction and uh, because now I don't know anything about kind of like how to invest in real estate. So now I'm gonna get this program that's gonna tell me how to wholesale, how to do commercial, how to do self storage, how to do uh, you know commercial, how to do medical building, nursing home and stuff like that. And I say, oh yeah, well, what am I gonna do now? It's just like, yeah. my mind's gonna blow up. Yeah. Uh, and then, but if you have a coach then you could really cut down the noise and help you focus on on what's really important and what you should be, uh, what your strategy should be. I said, no, you don't, you shouldn't be doing commercial uh, buildings because you don't have enough money. You don't have the expertise to do that. And, you know, you need to do focus on something else. You need to focus on something a little less sexy. Maybe you need to do wholesaling (laughs) because you don't have enough capital, right? Start building that capital and then help with a coach to uh, build that strategy
1: yeah i and- think the, the the strategy definitely has to match the vision and mm-hmm. and uh the uh, i mean everything like for example I, I i love wholesaling because it just sets you up in first position when you're in front of the deal you can choose you know what to do with it, right um my focus right now for example uh, well when i got started all i want to do was was wholesale and then i started looking at flips and then i started oh you know what i'm gonna you know do creative financing on this thing, and then just keep it in my own portfolio. And and I really got sidetracked. Um, and I got sidetracked. And what happened was that I lost. Uh, I let go of the gas on on the lead generation side. So my wholesaling business altogether just started. You know, kind of, you know, having a deficiency. You know what i mean so yeah. so it's easy to get you know the shiny object syndrome but you know when i when i mentioned for example it's, it's you know picking something that aligns to what you want to do right now okay what's your what are you focused on it for the next year all you want to do is capitalize cool pick a strategy and you know roll with that right uh tap into it go deep on it and you're gonna have results it's, it's only a matter of, of time when you have guidance in place it's not a matter of if this thing's gonna work it's okay it's, it's when does it work in the next 90 days and the next six months and and you know staying honed in on that I think it's it's uh, it's a big 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 key right um it's uh, one thing that, one thing that I see also too for example is um a lot you know somebody has $30,000 right say that I have a new student that came in they have $30,000 and they're like okay well, what do I do who do I hire who would I bring up a lot of times delegation um uh, is 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 happening way 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 sooner than it needs to be. I, I don't I don't think that we need to become experts of every single area of our business, but I think that we the my my uh, my uh, school of thought on that is that we need to know enough so that we're dangerous. We know how the business works. We know how the business is processed. You do have to go in and then do the trench work. It's gonna have is that has to happen inevitably, right? um otherwise you, you're not for example if you're coming in from from the corporate space and you're not used to get you know the bumps and bruises that you get as an entrepreneur um it's you know when you get a real challenge it can really break you right so it goes back to that character building it goes back to that entrepreneur tenacity and, and really the mindset i think the you know jumping into into a space and 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 um, you know digging the trench as we're going through the process it's a very important thing not just for the business itself but for us as individuals right and, and, and you know speaking to the to the growth side of things so
0: yeah i totally agree and i think you know even if you're doing a wholesaling business i mean even, and yeah. you have a blueprint for doing a wholesaling business everybody's doing it a little bit differently. Everybody's doing right. their, the, the way they approach things, the the, the the properties that they want, the property owners they want to talk to, how they want to approach them and all that kind of stuff and the deals yeah. they want to do. So you can't take a blueprint and say, or a script and say, oh yeah, th- there we go. I'm going to send it to a VA in the Philippines, and then, uh, or yeah. 10 VAs in the Philippines. and I'm and just going to sit and wait for the deals to show and up. expect the market. money to rain. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, so I, I think, really going in there and really having to do, go in the trenches and do something um, so that you can experience exactly what, what's going on and how to, uh, how your business at the detailed level is, is working. I think um, one of the too that you, you mentioned earlier was the, the alignment, like being aligned mm-hmm. with, with your goal and then being able to to go deep, and I think this is where people are afraid of uh, of doing. There they go they go in, they start in whatever it is, flipping, wholesaling, and then they have some, they experience some challenges, some difficult time, and then they say, well, you know, this is maybe this is too complicated, this is too yeah. hard. Maybe I should go. <laughs> These guys are doing this, they're doing burr or they're doing this, and it's, it's yeah. a lot. E- it looks a lot easier. Well, you know, people look at look at me and they say, oh, this well this turnkey business is really easy i'm gonna do that and it's yeah. like i'm, I'm gonna do like uh, he can do it like 200 houses a year so that's gonna be it has to be d- yeah. easy. Gotta so be easy. <laughs> uh but yeah i think it's uh, people don't go deep or they yeah. find something and it's making some money but it's not making enough money yeah go yeah. deep go into detail make it more uh profitable and really tweak tweak your business tweak that engine if you find a, an opportunity something that or it's the type of deals that, or a business or a strategy that makes money, this is great. Stick yeah. to it, go deep and go as deep as you can to make it as profitable as you can. And then after that, then if you want to uh, to switch to something else, well- then...
1: Well, I think, I mean, I would, I would invite people to think about just bolting on stuff, right? If you have something that's working as a backbone, as a strategy, right? For example, um, like I've had the opportunity to tap into commercial, tap into fix and flip, tap into a whole bunch of other stuff. But my wholesale business, um, I mean, I went heavy on that. You know what I mean? It took yeah. me intentionally the time to, to turn it into, a, into an operation, to an actual business that's operating even when I'm not there. And uh, so that thing is, it's it standing. It's, you know, everything else I do, it's a bolt on to that, you know, to mm-hmm. that infrastructure. But I, I think it's important to pick, you know, one thing that, okay, cool, this is gonna be my backbone business, and then I can do stuff um, exactly. that, uh, but never stop that from, from running, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you find something that's working, that's running, yeah. you operationalize it. You, then this is, you, you talked about delegation happening too soon. Yeah, It's at that point that you start operationalizing it. And then you start building like processes and, and hiring people to take yeah. over some of the tasks that are, you know, where you don't need to be there anymore. And then you yeah. can focus on something else. And then you invest, you, you go and explore other things. But right. people are not spending enough time. They're not going deep enough, really to, to experience that and have like a solid core business yeah. and to allow them to uh, to explore something else?
1: Well, I mean, I think there, there's also a lot of distractions, right? Like we don't have, like now we have the distractions that we didn't have. I mean, heck, I can think, you know, uh, 15 years ago, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, the social media stuff. I mean, there was, you know, Facebook and you know, a couple other ones out there, but it wasn't as dense as it is now, right? So yeah. I think that um, that comparison uh, you know, it just inevitably pops up, right? Like you're doing something, and you feel like you, you're like, okay, cool, I gained a step today in my business, and then you jump on social media and look at Instagram, and then see this other dude that just crushed it on a hundred thousand dollar deal, or you know, whatever. And then yeah. we feel less than, like that's yeah, that's, exactly. It's, yeah, it's almost like a, uh, you know um, a default response, right. And that can, again, you know, can steal that sense of joy and that sense of, of wins that we need to start accumulating, right. To build up that confidence, build up that tenacity. Um, we are going to get hit as entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. You're going to get hit. You're going to get bumps and bruises. Uh, and, uh, and the, um, the, uh, the big thing is to understand, right. Like those things make us better. They make us, you know, they help us take better decisions down the road. Um, one, one approach that I love um, I- I implementing when I'm, when I'm tapping into a new venture or doing a you know, new project or something is to reverse engineer. Um, so if, if uh, somebody is, is breaking into real estate or, you know, trying to do their first flip and whatnot, uh, think of it. Uh, think of the whole thing from the end. So, OK, cool. I got paid. What's the, uh, the step that happened right before that? Right. And then, okay, cool. Before I got paid, I got, I closed that title. Uh, okay. What's the step that happened before I closed that title? Uh, well, I mean, we had to do the settlement statement. I remember that document and then we had to sign and then start documenting, uh, document, uh, docu- I'm sorry, <clears throat> documenting the whole thing in, uh, you know, backwards. Right. So you end up with, with this, you know, thinking from the end, uh, process, you end up with, you know, somewhat of a, 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 um, a path that you can you know follow forward um i've used that in in, in multiple different things i mean i've launched you know different th- things in different industries and and uh, just that that thought process alone helps you know quite a bit yeah, in, in terms yeah. of visualizing okay cool this is probably what it's going to take to build this thing
0: yeah that's right yeah and i think that's uh, if you look at uh, also like books from uh, tim ferris like uh, four-hour work week and stuff like that mm. it was kind of similar to that too like it was just like okay well i want to be like a professional tango dancer for this competition so well i don't Mm. need to learn all the different styles i don't need to do this i don't need to do that and it's like i need to specifically what do i need to do to get from this to this Uh, and uh, really everything else is irrelevant after that yeah once you really identify clearly what the goal the end goal is for for a particular transaction or your strategy then, yeah, working backward is, uh, yeah, it's definitely very efficient. And then it helps you cut the noise. And uh, oh, yeah. so, yeah, that's a good strategy. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: People don't realize also <laughs> the, the level of challenges. So, uh, and, and I think as soon as you hear, you feel challenges, people always think it's easy. And then they, they go into the business and then they say, oh, well, this is like, this is not as easy as what I read. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then automatically, what happens is that you have self doubt, or maybe I made a mistake yeah. doing this. And um, so, how do you how do you correct that? The uh, in terms of self doubt, I think I think it really self doubt comes down to clarity.
1: Um, it's it's uh, most of the time what I find is people don't have doubt on their the capacity to do things, uh, just the clarity of the 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 pathway is not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, okay, cool. I want to launch. I, I, I don't know. I want to, you know, go into real. Uh, for example, I see this all the time in wholesaling, right? Uh, you have people that that have been, you know, going to YouTube University, and then you know, they understand the the components of wholesaling, but not necessarily the order of things, mm-hmm. right? And and they feel like they they don't know it. They feel like they they don't have the skill set for it. But in reality, it's it's a matter of the order of things, right? It's clarity. Okay, on, on the path on the on the. On the on the set of actions that need to be taking, not a not a, a skill set thing. And and I think that's easy to it's easy to confuse that. Okay. When you have okay, like, okay, I know I need to do this or I wanna you know create this this thing, uh, but self-doubt creeps in and then you start thinking that you again you don't have a skill set, um, it's A lot of times it really comes down to clarity. Okay, what's the next step? I don't have to think about the whole thing. I don't have to visualize the whole thing. Uh, You know, it may be daunting to think that I want to build a a, a $2 million business. Like, I have no idea how that is done. But if you reverse engineer and you break it down, okay, what's the step that I got to take today? Uh, And then tomorrow, figure that out again. And then the day after, and then just micro, you know, um, micro... uh, steps get you you know the whole way mm-hmm. but that really it's easy to wrap your head around the idea of what what do i have to do today uh, especially when it comes to self-doubt as opposed to build you know trying to eat this big elephant uh in yes. terms of man do i have what it takes to build a two million dollar company <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so that's good so it sounds to me it sounds like you need to have somewhat of a daily practice something that you do every day to keep you focused and uh, so do you have any recommendations on that
1: yeah i'm a, I'm a big proponent of the um uh, of the five hour or i'm sorry five, 5 a.m uh, uh you know approach the morning morning routine and rituals um it's um and, and you don't have to do it at 5 a.m and sometimes realistically i'll wake up at that's, six that's, that's because you were a firefighter yeah. <laughs> probably and then you say, I <laughs> yeah exactly it, it's it's crazy when you're in the fire department you like you close your eyes and you just kind of turn off and then codes go on and, and, and you, you turn back on. It's, it's yeah. weird, but yeah, you do it at three in the morning, two in the morning, 11, like, yeah, didn't matter. But um, anyways, uh, so having, having something that just centers you in the morning, I mean, the, the world is super busy, right? And our our mm-hmm. minds are, are meant to process information, not, not retain. So, so from the moment that we wake up, we're not aware, we don't have that, that um, we don't make that choice of, of, of understanding what's going through our heads, right? Uh, we're going to be an automatic that 95% of the stuff that we're doing on a regular basis, uh, happen, uh, as subconscious uh, triggers, it's subconscious movement, when yeah, you jump into your car right. and you start driving, you're not thinking about every single turn. It's your subconscious taking over, right? It's like, yeah. uh, you know, autopilot. Um, and same thing, you know, when you, you walk know, to the kitchen, you have, the stuff that, you know, when we think we're not normally, we're not thinking we are responding just from mm-hmm. pre-wired, right? Yeah, so yeah. in the morning for me, one of the biggest things is really to go in. I journal a lot. I love journaling. So I'll take some, some, some time to meditate and just, you know, um, time in silence to, to sit there with my thoughts. Sometimes I have no idea what I'm, you know, what I want to get to, uh, but the intention is there. The intention is to clear my thoughts and then have a get a, get a grip on, on my thought process for the day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that I can control it, right? It, it's like, it, it goes away all the time. But if you begin with that intention, and then you journal, and the, you get a lot of epiphanies, you get a lot of uh, okay. Like for example, one of the questions that I ask myself is, "How am I showing up today?" And that's in every single area, right? To my business, to my employees, with my family, with my kids, with my friends. You know, personally, how am I, uh, you know, tackling the, uh, the the self, my mindset, my emotions, my uh, my body, and, and my you know my soul, right? How am I how am I showing up in those, in those areas?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and again, sometimes you, you have like that, that mental block, but when you start just putting things on paper, mm-hmm. uh, it like you just kind of, your brain just unloads.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: so, yeah, so that's huge uh, for me. It's really one of the things that keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and in, in a, in a constant state of, uh, of, uh, reflection. So. Oh, so this is very good. It's,
0: so I, and you know, for me, like I, I do the same thing. I, I don't wake up at five in the morning, but uh, I wake wake up pretty early, six, seven, and then I do you know I do yoga and I do my kind of like meditate meditation when I do my yoga, and uh, mm-hmm. it really helps me kind of like start the day right, and then really uh, you know transition slowly into my uh, the rest of my day. But right. uh, yeah, I think that, I think this is very important to do something like that. And people always, uh, that's part of the problem, I think, with social media is that you don't have, you don't have a second of silence. You don't have a second to think on your own. You're constantly being bombarded with useless pieces of information. And um, it's important to turn that off, even if it's just like 10, 15, 20 minutes a day and enjoy silence and enjoy a white piece of paper with a pen in front of you and then what are you thinking and that, that's just part of the thing with the with the journaling i don't do a journal personally but yeah i think i, I could see the appeal for that
1: i started yeah i started writing things down i mean years ago and, and it's one of those habits that i picked up and just you know it hasn't gone anywhere mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it just you know it helps me so in order to write something the way that i see it here's my notebook yeah. um but uh the way that i see it right in order to write something down you have to clarify mm-hmm. so and and the process process of clarity to write something down is really the value right Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah after it goes in my notebook i I mean realistically maybe i'll go back and and, and take one more look at it but i had to clarify it in my you know in my mind to Mm -hmm. put it into paper um and uh and then you know turn it into its its physical form and and that process in itself i think it's it's where where most of the value comes Um, do you remember that uh you know when like i remember when i was in elementary and, and um and you know, we had the, the textbooks and junior high had the textbooks. And then the, every chapter had this this uh, this critical thinking box. So I don't know if you, you ever saw those on textbooks, but on, on mine, it, uh, it so you would have the chapter. And then at the end of the chapter, you would have one page with, you know, a bunch of questions, so like a review. And then it would have this little corner uh, or this box on the corner that said critical thinking. And then it would ask you, like, what would you think if, you know, whatever. Or okay, what would you yeah, do if, you know, whatever. So it was just another question, right? But the, yeah, yeah. the heading was critical thinking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't understand that until like, I don't know, like realistically, maybe eight years ago. <laughs> it was like critical thinking. So thinking for ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that's 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 really, you know, it's almost like a lost art, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because of all the noise that's around us, right? So yeah. having, yeah, making the intention of critical thinking is is important, right? How is how is um, are you really thinking about, you know, uh, you know, for yourself when it comes to your career, when it comes to the stuff that you enjoy? Um, one scary question is, is that I ask all the time is, you know, what what do you enjoy? You know, and, and people will always link it to, OK, I like, I like going to the parks because my kids, my kids enjoy the park. Yeah. Uh, well, I like, you know, this I like. But there's always there's always a link to something else, but not to mm-hmm. the self. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that takes, you know, critical thinking. That takes yeah. you know, asking yourself, "What do I stand as an individual, and and how do the actions that I'm taking on a daily basis and, and, and my environment you know, connect to that?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think it's part the, of that whole growth process. Yeah. And this is important, especially in real estate, because in real estate you have you have so many different types of contacts with different individuals. You know, your oh, contractors, yeah. your employees, your you have your uh, you know the title company you have uh, property management if you do rentals and whatnot you know so you have a lot of different types of interactions and uh, you know figuring out how you're going to be presenting yourself how you're going to you know what what's your mental process for each of these interactions i think it's uh, I, I think it's pretty it's pretty important and you have to be flexible enough to kind of like adapt to each of these kind of environments yeah. and, and get what you're looking for yeah so um uh, so any kind of like uh, so for these people that are interested in uh in doing you know getting into real estate maybe getting into wholesaling so how uh so what are some of the other challenges that they might face and that you know your coaching programs or a coach would actually help them alleviate um
1: so i think one of the uh, think of think of the process um People, you know, the the, the term operating system is, is is out there, right? What does that oh, even yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, well, it's a way of doing business. It's a way of of, of just you know, a set of actions that you know take you to a desired outcome, right? Um, the uh, uh, the space of wholesaling doesn't really have something, you know, that's super structured as a, as an Evergreen, right. Operating system. If you look at other stuff, I mean, there's, there's specific ways of doing things and, in different industries, but wholesaling is one of those that, you know, hasn't really been, been, uh, it's always been looked at as cycles, right. And it, uh, and, i'm a big believer that yeah hustle is a season we need that right we need yeah. to have that, that attitude of hustle but it's a season it's not a business strategy you can't mm-hmm. hustle through deals you know 24 7 because you're going to get burned out you yeah. got to have a system in place you have to automate you know whatever you can and then delegate the rest um, to build something that's sustainable mm-hmm. so so one of the uh, one of the biggest challenges again is is people understand like the uh, the pieces of, of the process of wholesaling but not necessarily how to build it or how to structure into this machine, right? Yeah. Um, I break it down, and this is I, I do the exact same thing. So I have an active wholesaling business. Um, we generate anywhere from 15 to 20 deals on a monthly basis, and and it's a pretty steady, you know, um, process that we that we go off the, mm-hmm. the end of. The you know the consistency is there. So, uh, but I break it down into six stages. So the first one is source. Right, there's specific things that happen during the sourcing stage. Basically, you're looking for sellers. Somebody's raising their hand. Uh, how do we go about that? Right? How do you source the deals? Yeah. The next one is pre-qualification. Mm-hmm. The uh, this is where we, you know, have you know deeper conversations. We pre-qualify based on certain elements, and we're not see if somebody is really a prospect or if it's just you know a lead yeah. that's going to yeah. stay there. Right. Yeah. Um, from that, we send them over to acquisitions. This is where, where my acquisitions team, you know, takes it from there. They go deeper in terms of that conversation. They start doing, you know, creative deal structures if needed. Uh, is it a wholesale deal? Is it a creative financing deal? We're going to do innovation. We're going to flip this thing, you know, and that's where that happens, right? But that's during the acquisitions process. Um then from that we have the dispositions process where if we're selling the deal that's where it goes to we have buyers list and and uh, you know the entire marketing process uh and it's uh you know pretty pretty automated you know system right when you plug it all into place so um most companies uh, or most people doing business stop there once they sell the deal they get that settlement statement they get the check like okay cool how do i find that you know how do i find the next guy yeah. um, or gal and, uh, and they go back, but they don't review. So they're not tracking, they're not measuring. So the, mm-hmm. the one that comes after this is always measuring. What are your KPIs looking like? Yeah. Are your key performance indicators? What metrics yeah. are you tracking? Uh, what's your deal conversion ratio? What's your cost per lead, right? Uh, how much do you have to spend to actually get a deal on average? And is that sustainable, right? Yeah. Um, so we we're pretty adamant about tracking and understanding how the, the whole thing works because what gets tracked it's improved, right? Um, And then the sixth one is a, uh, it's an improvement session. So after, you know, every single time we close, we have management meetings on a weekly basis, for example, my company, and it's the same thing that I coach. And um, we come back and then we review, okay, what happened last week? You know, what did we close? What happened? You know, how are we looking at the KPIs? And and, uh, we start asking improvement questions. Did we leave money on the table? Was there something that we came across that we hadn't seen before? Yeah. Uh, and if so, we take that and then we plug it into that operating system, right? We improve the operation with each one of the, each one of the deals. Yeah. Um, and, and when you have this, this methodical way of doing things, a couple of really cool things happen. One is that uh, when the idea to hire, okay, I need to hire somebody, but I, you know, I have no idea what they're going to be doing. Yeah. You know that kind of goes away, right? Because now you know if you got to hire somebody for sourcing, uh, or if they're going to be converting, you know what what level of employee are you going to need, and level of skill set. We're all yeah. you know different. Everybody has different skill sets. Um, now we also have um, it, it's interesting. Like when you get deeper into it, right? We have different behavioral uh, behavioral strengths that play to each one of those roles. So some people are are going to be naturally better suited uh, to be on the dispo, you know, um, stage. Some people are going to be better suited to be on the acquisitions, and it depends. I mean, that plays into the whole, you know, behavioral profile. Uh, but things like that, right? Like when you start implementing and rolling those things into your business, and just weaving it, and and um, and learning to grow your operation that way, that becomes scalable, and if, I mean, it's something that's sustainable, which is ultimately what we're looking for. I I don't want to go on vacation for a couple of weeks, three weeks, and then feel like my business just fell apart. Like, yeah. It's not a it's it's not a business. It's a, it's a job.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now I think this is this is very important. I think and as you get into the business, I mean, you have to think about that. I mean, there was a, a famous book. I think there's an e myth. I think mm, it was yeah. the entrepreneur myth. And I think they described it very well, is that they, bas- they, they knew that the business had, you had somebody that was doing marketing and you had somebody that was doing sales, somebody that was doing the manufacturing. I think it was a pie business or something that they had mm. that. And you have somebody that was doing the finance and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then as an entrepreneur, of course, at the beginning, you're doing everything. right? But then eventually you're going to say, well, this is, uh, and then kind of think of it as different hats that you're wearing. I said, well, yeah. I'm doing now i'm the chef now i am the uh, the accountant now i'm the, the ceo and now i'm the marketing <laughs> expert and all that yeah. kind of stuff and then understanding kind of like the, the different hats that you're wearing during the business and then kind of like considering them kind of like as different areas different system different departments and then defining the process for each of these these different areas kind yeah i'm you glad mean, you go ahead
1: yeah I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that right it, it uh... If you're a solo operation, it doesn't mean that you you don't have to run organized, right? You don't have to wait until you hire to get organized. Um, If it's honestly like one of the the first thoughts that comes to mind when I'm doing something like a new process, a new activity in the business is, okay, cool. How can I set this up so I don't do it again (laughs) so so I can plug (laughs) somebody else into it? Um, One of my favorite tools uh, for that is Loom. Loom.com. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we just com. So
1: I use that to record every single new process, even when it's you know rough around the edges. Yeah. If I'm, I don't know, we're pulling comps on a, a new market and something happens to be a little different. Okay, I'll yeah. do a Loom video, which is a screen recording thing, and and mm-hmm. and I'll take that and I'll send it to one of my VAs. They'll they'll re-record it and clean it up and make it all nice and pretty, and then they'll plug it into that operating system. Right. So you yeah. start building your your training database that way. It yeah. takes, I mean, through. Through a process, you know, simple as that, it's going to take you an extra—I don't know—maybe three minutes to click record and then kind of see what happened and then just think more methodically about your approach and talk over the screen as you're going through the process. Uh, but now you can take that and then you don't have to do it for the you know next 50 times. if You have somebody else to take over.
0: So it's yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, I do something similar. In- I use QuickTime yeah. and then I just just oh, okay. provide feedback feedback sometime and I just record that and, you know this, this is yeah. how I do it. this is what you, you need to go here and you need to go there mm-hmm. and then update it and then I just put it on a drive somewhere and I say you know this is this yeah. is the training And then uh, for the next thing and then uh, then they document it into uh, right. you know either a doc, like an actual document with step by step or they just leave it like that and say you know this is the training document itself
1: yeah and then i mean you start you start building your protocols and your standard operating procedures and 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 then now you have some you have a document that you can go off of right so that starts to become something that's delegatable uh people go back to it you update it whenever you need to but you have a foundation of what the company looks like and i think i think it's it's um it's always overlooked Mm-hmm. Um, especially on, on, you know, solopreneurs, uh, that, you know, the fact that we can start building like a mm-hmm. business. So yeah. one of the biggest things that I actually learned from the e-myth is, is, you know, think, uh, think about your business as if you were to sell it tomorrow or turn oh, it yeah. into a franchise right. model. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like if I, if I sell, I mean, the value may be there, right. But it's all in my head. Nobody's yeah. going to pay me for that. And, right. and I'm definitely not going to stick around to, to walk everybody, you know, through the process and handhold, Right. Um, But if I, if I get it out of my head into this organized, you know, setup uh, or, or, you know, or take something that's already set up and then replicate it you know, that, that has, you know, uh, value to it. So yeah, it's important to think of, you know, to to approach business that way. Right. Take, get away from, start getting away from that hustler mentality. Uh, And I mean, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the attitude has to be, we're still going to have that hustler attitude. Right. Yeah. Whenever we need it, we, we break it out and then we just do what we need to. Uh, but it's not, again, it's not sustainable. So it's transitioning from that uh, hustle mentality 24-7 to that entrepreneur mindset. Uh, yeah. I really that, you know, really that the thing that gives us that sense of, of freedom down the road.
0: So, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's what we are all after. Yeah well yeah, rafael this absolutely. is this was a great great conversation thank you very much for joining me is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up
1: uh thank you for having me man it's, it's been fun um yeah no i mean if somebody wants yeah. to get a hold of me i'm pretty active yeah. on social
0: media yeah
1: uh my Where can they get
0: a hold of you yeah
1: instagram it's rafael cortez ceo r-e-f-a-e-l cortez ceo um if you guys want to download um a pdf a pdf of the uh the six steps that he just talked about in wholesaling mm-hmm. you can go to REIWholesaling.com okay. uh and yeah get a free download there okay so excellent. youtube channel same thing rafael with also.
0: excellent well rafael it was a pleasure and talk to you later Thank you for listening to break away from the rat race with your host, Eric Martel. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at break away from the rat race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.